Welcome, everybody, to My Dumb Friends. I'm here with uh, Sean Donnelly, Tom Lewis, and uh, he's a writer for Hollywood Game Night, a friend of mine, very funny, Bill Dixon, everybody. Hey. Yay! Very Hooray! You could tell I was talking about heavy shit right before this by how <laughs> yeah. game showy I became. Um, how you doing, man? Thanks for doing the show. Hey, I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Um, we uh, we know each other. I don't know if we, we could talk about it. We're both sober guys. Yeah. I can talk about that. You can talk about that. Okay. I was going to talk about some of that. Now, I right. know the concept of the podcast. Right. I didn't know if it was like, one time I slipped kinda, on spaghetti sauce kinda. and we, hit my noggin. I, I, I like to think of us as like, uh, you know, with Mark Marin uh, never graduated college, you know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, you know, if you've gone through all the what the fucks and, you know, you need something. Oh, uh, I'll tell you. You want to hear a dumb thing rip, I did real quick? Rip, rip. I did the old, uh, when I was away, I did... The uh, tell a woman, ask a woman when 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 you're due when she wasn't pregnant. Oof! Jesus Christ! It God was damn it. brutal. What happened? I it was like this woman who was at at the club. These people yeah. came just to the bar, and there was a woman hanging out with them. And I didn't didn't seem like she was drinking, and she looked pregnant. And I'm like, oh, congratulations! When do you do? And she <laughs> she. <laughs> oh. I also had a couple of beers in me, and she looked at me like she didn't get it at first, and then she realized what I meant, and her, her face kind of dropped, and then she she just didn't say anything, and I was like, uh, I mean, uh, and then I just made I think I made up another question where I was like, what are you, what are you drinking? What's going? What are you drinking? You want to drink? What do you? And then she just, it was just really awkward for like the third the ten seconds felt like fucking four hours. Oh my oh god! My god. Oh, brutal. Did she 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 didn't say anything? She didn't say anything. She just looked at me like with a like a scowl. Once she realized what I meant, cause she was like, "What?" Like she was smiling, and then she was like, and then her face just dropped. Like you literally, I literally saw her face drop. It was. Fucking oh hell. my god! There's I, no walking back from it. No. No. She didn't. She didn't come to the shows though, so fuck her. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Lose a little weight, you fake pregnant bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna get going. It was really nice to be here. <laughs> um, I have. Uh, I did something really stupid last night, but it actually ended up turning out okay. Um, I'd been talking to somebody on Twitter for a little bit, like DMing, and uh, she was interested. She was a. She was a fan of the comedy world. <laughs> Okay. Of course she was. Crayon. Uh, and I ended up. She had to, I guess, go to a party, and I just got on a show. She'd be in an hour window, so I picked her up from her house in South Central, and we hooked up in an alley in back of a liquor store in my car. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is true. It's like a deleted scene from Boys in the Hood. Yeah, it was like it was. I'm like, where where are we? She goes, you know where the riots happened? I'm like, yeah. She goes, right there. Oh my god! Was she a black chick? Uh, no, she's a Hispanic. Okay, okay. Holy shit, man. Crazy. Nice girl. So I, I got nothing uh Was she fifteen? No, no, she was old she was older than me. How do you how do you so did you trans I mean you transitioned from DMing to text? Yeah, message. it's been going on for a while. I kinda like went on a period of abstinence for like two months and then Was that self self imposed? Well, of? a little bit half and half. You know, like <laughs> I wasn't vigorously pursuing girls, but you know, there's a couple girls I I reached out to, but uh, just because of circumstance, but uh, yeah, and then I took her to shop for less and bought us diet cokes, and then we talked afterwards. To, yeah, then we just talked about her life for a little bit, and then uh, drove her home. So she go to the next. Wait, party. you had an hour you took her to shop for less? Yeah, You're a gentleman. You did a lot of things in an hour. Well, I've never been that productive in an yeah. hour. <laughs> we had to find there, and then I don't know. I find danger kind of a turn on. So yeah, 
Well, Diet Cokes, you know, then, you never know what's like, in those. Then, and then, then I took her to hunt for squirrel meat so we could have some dinner. <laughs> yeah, like my hookups are always a little like the Revenant, so. I know. Is this someone you'll see again? Uh, maybe. I don't know. She's a nice person, but I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I don't think so. But maybe, well, maybe. Who knows? You know, like I. I, so I won't see her again. What? What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. I mean, maybe it will. So no, I'm not a racist. I know. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was just something crazy to do. You know, I don't think either of us like neither of us thought that this is going to be a thing. How do you start so, that conversation? The like it I went over a while. Out. Yeah, you know, just certain stuff happened. You know what I mean? Like you get a signal, like like oh, I think you're cute, and then they respond to they think you're cute, and then after like a while it goes up to dirty talking and you know what i mean right. it's like it's a natural build so yeah and you you saw she followed you on twitter that's what happened yeah she followed me on twitter <laughs> so that's kind of what happened <laughs> but how or let me ask you this how long was the courting of <laughs> it was actually since a couple months so okay all right that's good yeah i kind of backed off for a little bit but uh I mean, it was it was really stupid in the sense that it was super dangerous. Oh, it was just unprotected. Well, uh, no, we never, we never, we never had sex, sex, but oh, you know, we okay. did other stuff. But um, well, just the fact that it was in the back of a liquor store makes it so much more dangerous. And we, and we turned the lights yeah. off too of the car. Oh yeah, you well, might have been. That's uh, fucked up. Well, not fucked up. Whatever, you were fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's it, fun. It, it turned out as good as it could have. Yeah, you know, and like well, it's, it, it's also, funny it's too kinda, because you know is? even though you talk for two months, it's kind of fun when it's just like it's something that you know isn't going to go anywhere, and she knows that, and she doesn't care. Right. Well, I think the funniest thing about it was, uh, like, we like. I'm uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, That's her. But yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when, <laughs> the funny. The funniest thing about it was, like. Like we after we were you know done hooking up, I was like I drove past a gas station and I was I was gonna go to the diet get us diet cokes there, but I'm like let's go to someplace nicer. And then I went a block away to the shop for less. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like taking her to Spago or something like that. You're like let's go to shop for less because you're worth it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's- I offered to buy her a People magazine when we were online. <laughs> Oh, that makes it worse. That makes it so much worse. I don't know why. It's so much worse. <laughs> what does she have to do for a big gulp? That's what I want. <laughs> hey yo. Um, hey I think there's something really kind of sweet about buying a couple diet cokes. It feels old fashioned or something. Just, just, just a couple kids having some cokes. You'd be a great PR person. <laughs> yeah. If I was found in an alley hooking up with I'm some trying girl. Trying to spin this. And- You're trying to spin this in a positive way. But, you know, it was, it was it was fine. It was nice, you know. Like, I, you know, I, I actually, I don't believe really. I, I don't think I, 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 I used to be a hopeless romantic, but events of late have kind of totally changed that, I think. Maybe that's just today. Well, I think also living in L.A. for you has changed. That. Living in L.A. and then hopefully I'll be able to have some personal stuff, but I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast eventually once I get the green light. But I don't know if I really believe. But then every time I look at your Facebook feed, mm-hmm. you're with that great girl, cute girl. Yeah. She's like, um, you guys are like always like petting animals together and shit. Always petting animals. It's together. crazy. You're yeah. in like a very loving, healthy relationship. I mean, it's it's one place it... you haven't seen them, Dan. Shop for less. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know you were dating her. I flirted with her once. I just wanted to get that off. Well, my that's chest. fine. <laughs> 
Um, That's fine. You know, nice girl. Anyway, I, I just didn't want you to think that I knew that you guys were dating when I flirted with her. No, I had no idea. You had no idea? All right. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to get, but I am going to go now. For <laughs> I, I am going to leave now. Um, no, but you I don't know, know why I that... say that. I, I, I told that to You're... Benji, too, because Benji, I was like, listen, I didn't know that girl was your girlfriend. I flirted with her once. and uh, Everyone in and... L.A. used to be someone else's girlfriend, so don't feel... Right, and, it's all... and by flirting, I mean that I struck out, by the way. <laughs> it's, never... <laughs> it's not like she was like, it's always like, hi, thank you, you seem like a nice person. You know, that was her end of it. My end was like, hey, you, you ever see the movie Drive? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh. no it's totally fine and and the reality is what happens on when you see people on facebook that's never the reality of of that's those are the nice things <laughs> right afterwards you hit her right after you <laughs> yeah. took a picture that her holding that goat yeah <laughs> so i mean does, does that uh fuck with you like you see people on facebook acting a certain way and um, go, why do i, I not i can time things? i actually think that you're pretty happy like you have a good i will get you as having a really good life and I think that that's because I don't think you don't I really don't push it. Feel that way, really? Yeah, I don't. I, I look at you like your depressed. Facebook feed is is pretty good. Some people I know they're full of shit. It's usually people that are really cocky about it. Yeah, I th I think my Facebook feed is fairly cocky. You I, think have, so? I, have, I have a very kind of pretentious, annoying. Here I am. I think I think you realizing that means that you don't. Fuck, well, dude. There better. was literally me and Sean have this thread where we text things we hate about each other. Yeah. And not each other, of other people on Facebook. Yeah. There's a couple comics, but I'll only blow up me and Sean's spot. Um, and there was literally a girl today, I won't mention her name, but she fucking posted her a couple days ago, what people do you hate in comedy? Right in the comments section. Uh, Human garbage. Uh, right, Sean? Yeah, especially when you're a shitty comic. <laughs> yeah, it's not like she was saying this. As like, you know, like fucking Maria Bamford or something, you know? Exactly. And who would never do it. People who are shitty comics, they don't do that. I mean, who aren't shitty comics, they don't do that. They don't concern no. themselves with it. When or you're they not do do that, well, and they're really having a psychotic break, so. Yeah, it's like when you have a breakdown, maybe you do that, but. It's really. Uh, yeah, when you're, a sh when you're a shitty comic and you, you're trying to explain why things aren't happening, it's everybody else's fault. Yeah. I find that the comedy scene, at least in Los Angeles, is very, um, very into itself. It's very yeah into self-examining itself, and 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 a lot of uh, people talking about well, you know, the state, just exploring the state of its own being, which is very, I think, counterproductive to people yeah. being funny. Yeah, we're not. We're, everyone's. It's, like... it's it's such. It's almost more of a social scene than it is a. You know what it is? It's like that always happens. There's a lot of that bullshit within like when there's when there's an alt scene. It's yeah. it's like that. I think they get people get more concerned with other people's bullshit. I think the, when it comes to club stuff, I think it like people can take people being shittier better. Like they if they have thicker skin. Than, well, you than know, I tell you, does. that's why I love the comedy stores because there's no pretense there. Like people are like it reminds me. That's of what I'm New, saying it reminds me of New York, where like people are awkward, you know, and. And there's no like, there's no like porcelain veneer of bullshit, you know. Do you find that's way more so in Los Angeles versus New York? Yeah, because there's not as many. Because like I was saying this before, it's almost like there's like people here that are like, like what's the majority of the population in Los Angeles? It's either people in the entertainment industry or Hispanic people, you know. And, and I'm serious, and it's like it's almost like on black people, and it's like. It's way more regimented than New York. It's way more almost like, because, like, I don't know about you. I don't have a lot of fucking Hispanic friends, and that's half of L.A. Yeah. 
you know? And it's like, and the two groups of people don't really talk to one another. So it, it's a lot more homogeneous than in New York where you're on the subway with like 10 different types of people and you can meet sure. people outside the business. And it's not, you have a yeah. lot more. And I mean, economically, it's actually way worse in New York as far as trying to live. But at least you see more types of people on one train. Yeah. You know, and people who come out to like, I was in Chicago before here <laughs> and it's regular human beings. Right. And as a joke, like I'll do cred work up top and I'll be like, who here is not in the entertainment industry? And literally a third of the people will raise their hands. It's such a smaller so, percentage. Wow, that's crazy. It is yeah. crazy. It's crazy. So because it can be any which job. It can be wardrobe. It can be whatever. It can be right. You know what? Um, you know, I always bitch about not meeting someone here. I'm not like not meeting someone outside the business. Um, you know what really helped me meet somebody? Uh, really learning Spanish. I'm serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because and it's not like like there's like most people my age are bilingual here that are Hispanic. But it's like when you don't have that side of you, it's like you're you're losing a whole element of your personality. And you yeah. are. I feel like I feel like L.A. is very, very a fragmented place in a lot of ways. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm. No, it's compartmentalized. That's what did you're that, trying to did say. Did that sound Everybody... racist at all? Anything that I was saying? I don't think yeah, so. It's like really racist. <laughs> they're rapists. Uh, they're. Oh, <laughs> hey, Sean, there's Sean. Sean, you look like you're on like. A, like a space shuttle, like the USS Depression, like from how you're. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's Tom. Tom, your photo. Jesus, Sean, do you see what Tom's photo is? It's a hot dog. It's a. It's a oh, I thought it was a tadpole. No, it's, it's a, a, is it a corn dog usually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With his face on it. It's his face on there. Is that what it is, Tom? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Tom, I just hope God pities you one day and eats that corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you. I, I guess I say that because you. You also. Are a, you're a sober guy. Yeah, and that was. I mean, that's that's the stuff I. I, I was thinking when I was on my way right. over here, like the crazy. What's the most desperate, ridiculous thing you've done drunk? Oh man, I. I mean, that's. I tried to kill myself. Oh my god! Is that too much for this? No, I don't know. I've, I've, I've. That's pretty uh, dumb. That's... I mean, I'll tell you right now. I had a therapy where yesterday, where I talked about something that happened eleven years ago, and I was like, "Yeah, but I was just joking." And my therapist was like, "No, that was you trying to kill yourself." I'm right. And then I was like, "Yeah, I guess you're right." You were just joking. I mean, you thought you were just. Why? Well, I, 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 uh, I, I tried to hang myself with a clothesline like above in my basement, but I knew it was gonna fall anyway, and it was just a way to get attention. Oh wow! But it still wasn't. It probably didn't. It's not a great look. I. It's so funny. I had a. It's not a great similar... look. Not great optics. Yeah. <laughs> not a great optics. I took a bunch of pills and called an ambulance. <coughs> yeah, you, you want know? the attention almost. Yeah, I don't remember doing any of it because I was blacked what out. What kind of pills? Everything. Right. Here's here's the thing. I was living on the right. couch of my stepdad, and I took all my brother's ADD medication and yeah. everything else in the house. And then he didn't have his ADD medication the next day for school because I his brother had tried to kill himself with said medication. So he didn't have a great week because yeah. he didn't have his uh, medication. That was pretty Jesus crazy. Jesus Christ. And I, I was in the emergency room. I'm so glad room. you didn't. You know, I feel like all the, AD, all the ADD medication is going to do is make you really pay attention. I know. I was very yeah, focused. On your depression. Focused on your depression. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Yeah, it was really more of a elaborate performance art piece than it was a suicide attempt. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then I was in the emergency room, and they're like, "Well, yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna go to a psych ward now." I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. It really wasn't a big deal." <laughs> no, but they have to do that. Yeah, I brought a suicide note and everything. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, they were they were like, Yeah, you're not you're not okay. You're I gonna... love it. I love Sean's Yeah, dude. <laughs> you try to kill yourself, dude. That's what that is the tubular. That's what the doctor was like, which is super weird. Yeah, bro. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was totally shocked and dismayed that they wanted to put me in a in a mental hospital. And uh yeah, I was. They have to do that. I was talking to my therapist yesterday, and he was talking about like legally, if you, well, we talked about this on the last episode, but if you, if like you make hints that you want to kill yourself, legally, they have to report it. And like for a therapist, yeah, do, if a yeah. therapist commits you for three days, like, and you didn't need to be committed, he won't see any legal repercussions. But if he ignores something or she ignores something, and they then can that, be held liable. they can be held liable for you killing yourself. Jesus so Christ. that's why, like, you know, like, that's why. I mean, it's good that that's the case. You know, thank God it's the case. But it's serious when you say that kind of stuff. You can really, you can really fuck up your life. You know. So when you did your thing with mm-hmm. the trying to hang yourself, what, did right. somebody rush downstairs? Or like, no, I was alone, and I, you know, I held. Uh, so how could that be a cry for help if you're the I only one who I guess this is knows? kind of a heavy thing to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> is I was it like, too much? there's something else that was heavy happening in my life, yeah, and I'm like, interesting. let's not talk about. Well, no, it was like, dude, it was like a clothesline that couldn't even fit, and I forget what I used, maybe my belt, and it just fell down. It collapsed with me, you know. So that was the weight. I was probably heavier than where I am now. And then I would like hold a bath. T- I would hold like a knife in my bathtub a lot, and like think about killing myself. The truth is, it's yeah. very thoughtful of you to stand in a bathtub because you were you were yeah. trying to make sure there was no mess. Yeah, Wait, that's yeah. <laughs> it's very thoughtful. Well, I, I used to have a joke where I would I would hold a, a knife in my bath. Maybe I'll bring it back because I don't think it's been on anything. But like where my 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 roommate walked in and he and his first reaction was, "You still take baths? What are you nine? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, really funny. Yeah, and then last year, I actually fucking eh, I've written like I think sometimes it's therapeutic to write like suicide notes. I, maybe <laughs> really? I need it. I'm glad I see a therapist now, but this is like a couple years ago I wrote one, but I didn't do anything because when you're drunk, you think about and that was something shitty I did with my ex girlfriend. I I once told her the last one she was a sweetheart, and I once told her I thought about killing myself, and that that was a really unfair thing to do to her. So. If you're out there, Shelly, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I haven't talked to her you in nine told months. Me so about probably that. not. Yeah, I never did. I, it's kind of a humiliating thing to bring up. So, wow, wow. You know what's really um, crazy? So at least you don't feel awkward this, about um, these stories. While you're telling me this, I'm watching a video of a girl rub a koala's belly. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're my best friend, Sean. <laughs> I really am so glad. Literally, my best friend is watching cute animal videos while I talk about. The times I've thought about killing myself. <laughs> Fuck you. It just you. popped up my feed. But did you play it? Because Facebook, oh. you still have to hit the play button. No, it all- <laughs> Did you play it? Just tell me if you played it. No, it automatically played. Lies. It's a fucking lie. Yeah, you. While you talk about standing in your fucking bathtub <laughs> with a knife to your chest, he's watching koala videos. <laughs> I know why you want to kill yourself. I get it. You don't have friends in your life? No. My friends are. I love you, buddy, but this yeah. video is pretty good. <laughs> my friends, 
Yeah, all my friends are like, oh, it's like, listen, I'd, I'd help you out, but I'm, I'm gonna, I watch this this montage with the greatest monk clip, so <laughs> I decided not to. I'll call the ambulance. You got two minutes left yeah, in this video. I mean, it'd be fair. I, uh, I also put them through a lot. Um, but uh, I, I was actually, you know, what show is amazing and carry, uh, uh, capturing depression. Like I was watching clips from The Sopranos this week. And like that show is so good at like capturing depression. With yeah. What do you mean with uh with, with Tony him or with uh well with Tony and his son? Do you remember when his son? It's the last season. His son tries to kill himself. Yeah, but you want to you want to kill the son though. I don't think they did a great job of that because you you don't. I have no sympathy for the son. Really? I thought I, I guess my sympathy was more for Tony. Watching. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, that was watch, more yeah. watching him. Like, God, Gandolfini was so good. He's the best. He that was, was so such good. a good fucking show. It was so good. It's the best. And depression on that show was just so. Because he would have those looks. Because he was able to be funny with it, too, you know? Like, I was yeah. watching a clip the other night where, like, you know, like, you know when his the ex-Russian girl starts fucking one of his friends yeah. in the fourth yeah, season? He, fucking, he, he whips him with the belt. He whips him with the belt, and then he leaves. And it's supposed to be this dramatic moment for and it. It's, like, crazy because David Chase is able to do three things with it. It's one able, like, a couple things. It was show the brutality of Tony. Able to um, able to show like how fucked up and depressed he is because he, he doesn't really even care about this girl. It's just that he has nothing in his life, so he's doing this. And then he makes it funny by Tony saying when he le- leaves, he's like, he's like, out of all the girls in North Jersey, you had to fuck this one. <laughs> so it also makes him look pathetic, and yeah. you're like, oh, this isn't really about this. It's about something else. Right. And it, it's like they're able to do like three or four things on even more so like i think breaking bag like as a plot like it's it's a more effective show but yeah. like but like emotionally like it's showing complex characters i don't think there's ever been anybody no like like who's able to do like that they're showing that there's moments on that show that are so fucking sad and funny at the same time it's it's crazy i agree it's, with that it's 100%. so good when he one of the best lines ever is when <laughs> You when they go to Johnny Sack's yeah. uh, daughter's wedding, and yeah. Johnny Sack wants him to kill somebody for him, so it doesn't look like it's them. Did you ever see this? No, um, no. I, I remember and when he Johnny goes starts over crying. To, to like um, Silvio and and Christopher, and he goes, "Yeah, Johnny Sack says uh, he wants me to kill this guy, whatever." And he goes, and he goes, "Isn't there a thing where you're not supposed to refuse the request of a guy?" <laughs> uh, on his on Tony's wedding day, and then Tony goes, "No, he's not supposed to refuse my request." And Christopher goes, "You should ask not to do this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they think that they're brilliant. Yeah. They're brilliant. It's fucking great. It's like the best thing ever. Well, they're they're just so good. Like that show. I remember in the fifth season, there's a moment like the whole episode. It's fucking that show's so brilliant. Like um, like Junior Soprano, the uncle is starting to go through dementia. And he keeps bringing up the fact that Tony never was a varsity athlete throughout the episode. <laughs> and Tony's like, stop bringing it up! You know, Tony flips out. But then the last, like, it's really funny, but then the last scene is them watching TV together. And this like, they're watching an animal show together. And then yeah. Tony says, like, do you remember bringing up this varsity thing? And he goes, and, and you can tell that he doesn't remember. And then Tony's like, don't you love me? And then Junior Soprano starts, like, welling up crying while watching this animal show. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. This show's yeah, able to do like four different things. It's super deep. They do a lot of callbacks too. There's a there's a moment you've seen it, right, Bill? You've seen it? Yeah, but I don't I don't think I have uh, the breadth of knowledge that you guys. Yeah. There's a part where they do an, they do a um 
what you call it? they do an intervention for Christopher before he goes into rehab. It's yeah. like toward, I think the last season or second to last season. Yeah. And he says to him, he goes, they find out that he sat on the, on Adriana's dog. Oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah, right. And then he goes, he goes, and then Tony goes, I should suffocate you right now. And he goes, like, poor dog, I should suffocate you right now. And that's how he kills him. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember that. God, that's good. So hey, Sean, can you keep talking to Bill? I got to take a leak. I'm so sorry. What'd you say? Can you just <laughs> keep talking to Bill? I got to go to the bathroom. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> yeah, we know way too much about this show, but it, it, it does do a good job of depression. That is crazy that you you tried. So you think you when you tried that, Bill? Yeah. You think that was like a cry for help a little. That wasn't really like a. Here's the thing: I was blacked out when it happened, so I kind of came Wait, were to you drinking and then did it. Oh you... my god! I drank a fifth of uh, Captain Morgan before. It was oh, that. That was just the morning, though. That was just was me. Going through my regular day to day, so I I was completely I was getting blacked out every single day. I'd was wake it like up a teenage like, thing, or was it like a? This is like early twenties. I I uh, got sober seven years ago, but I was drinking every day, like a, a fifth of whatever was kind of cheapest. Holy shit! And then shit. I would uh, black out, and then once I was conscious again, start drinking. But this time. I woke up in an emergency room and I had written a suicide note, which I didn't remember writing. And that was kind of my argument for like, I don't even remember doing this. So it's like, not even me, guys. Come on. Yeah. I, I, need, well, I need to get out of here. I need to have me. a drink. It was the one-armed man. It wasn't me. Uh, it, but, it's crazy because you don't remember doing it, but you had, obviously you had those thoughts inside because you did do it well like, clearly you know, well i mean i was drinking a fifth of rum or whatever the fuck every day so i mean i wasn't living a life that was worth uh sticking yeah. around for i don't is this stuff okay to talk about on here i don't i didn't know yeah, like we talk about whatever that's it's a, it's a pretty it's a it is a pretty dumb move but it's it's but it's interesting it's super interesting um i, I also used to uh drink and drive a lot but like not i need to get home drink and drive i would Sweet. intentionally get drunk and then because it was my favorite thing to do, I would go drive around and just oh, listen oh, to yeah, music and just like yeah, I don't, don't want to burst your bubble. That's also suicidal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's well, you true. Know what it is. There's I, just no note. I, dro I drove drunk once and that's I, and I drove back from the Bronx to where to my mom's house in Long Island. And when I got back to the, my mom's house, I didn't remember. 25 minutes of the trip and I never drove drunk again. Sorry about that. The scariest feeling in the world. Oh shit. No, that was like my favorite thing to do. I driving would, drunk. Yeah. Like I would, I was talking about how I would get drunk and then go drive around. Like not, not to commute, to drive around, like listen to music and just like feel the wind. <laughs> That's, and That's then like if Bob Seger had a line of dodges. <laughs> <or something. laughs> Oh man! Did you ever do the drunk drives? Thing? I did it once. I was pretty scared about ever hurting somebody, like when I was in that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say that, and I broke my fucking best friend in high school's nose when I need him in the face, and I was drunk. So it's not like I was fucking Mahatma Gandhi when I was drinking. No. Yeah. I was never. I would. I when I would get really drunk, I would start fights. But I'm usually a friendly drunk. Like I'm usually kind of. Like, what do you mean, kind of? I'm a friendly well, you drunk. Don't, do you I don't mean? think you, you don't realize when you get really drunk sometimes, Sean, that like you're friendly, but then you like put people in headlocks. And like when you're that drunk <laughs> and you're that guy. big of a guy, when you do that, that's like a scary moment for people. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but it's not done with malice. It's done with. Yeah, um, but it doesn't matter if you put someone in a headlock and you're drunk. It they're not like thinking about oh he's just one of the guys. I actually I don't think I have a drinking problem, but I haven't been drinking. Oh, I drank for the first time the other night for the uh, first time in a long time. Yeah. Because you know what it is, it's comedy does that. I don't know about with your bill, but like I don't know if you did stand up for a while or not, or, or before writing, but um. Dude, that's how I started drinking a bunch was getting paid in drinks. Yeah. No, I, I stopped drinking uh, before I started doing stand-up. So when people uh, go like, hey, is it okay if I drink uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade here at this Applebee's with you? Is that going to trigger you? It's like, man, I'm, I'm a stand-up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm around drunk people well, it's, all the it's, time. I don't know about you, but it's, I have interesting triggers. So it'll be like, um, I, I have a year back now that just happened, but it's like, I'll have I'll have like it'll be like certain times in the morning. Yep. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, that's not the stuff that like being socializing doesn't trigger me. What triggers well, me is like I don't when like I'm socializing. Right. I will tell you that much. Like I don't. See, I, that's what I'm. I'm only a social drinker. Like I I don't I have beers in my house like every once in a while, but not not a lot. It's yeah. always like at a bar at night. I don't even like like I'd rather not even go to parties. I just want to go to a bar and drink. And then and then go home. That's it. Why did you stop drinking? Just because you? I I stopped because I like I was I was I was having like I would drink and then if I had a couple it would if I was going to do like a weekend somewhere and I had to do like forty five minutes I realized it would get me it would get me like groggy on stage and I wouldn't forget stuff and then and then back here I just got I'm like I'm older now I'm thirty seven so it's like it makes no sense to get loaded every night of the week it's like ridiculous and the recovery time is. So much longer now. Like if I really get drunk, I um I you have like a two day hangover. No oh, joke. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why. But I think I was like, not that I'm trying to say it was a dr- it wasn't a drinking problem per se, but it I did get used to the idea of having at least a couple beers, a few beers a night, and that gets that does take its toll. You ever go to the doctor and you you tell him you drink a couple beers a night? They act like you told them you were doing crack. Yeah, doctors <laughs> need to calm down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it just really fucks you up. I don't think they do. I think it well, really messes you I mean, up. I've said this on the podcast. When I was in rehab, the people who looked the most fucked up were long-term alcoholism. Yep. You know. Yeah, there you go. Fucking cirrhosis and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll see that it's at not- meetings. Sometimes you'll see a guy with cirrhosis, and it's I mean, they look worse than the fucking meth heads. Yeah. Absolutely. It's crazy. We I saw a guy, I think it was from drinking. Me and Mariel saw him, like, I think, I forget where we were, and I think, like, ha- like half his nose was missing. I think that can happen, too. You can get, like, all sorts of shit you can get from smoking and drinking. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of a story that I, I made a big mistake. When I was in rehab, uh, I was in there for a week, and uh, I'm walking down the hallway, uh, down the where the new people come in, and my ex-girlfriend is sitting there. And I go, oh, my God, my ex-girlfriend is coming to visit me at rehab. This is humiliating. And then I see that she's in her, uh, she didn't have shoes on, and she was getting intaked at the For rehab. rehab, too? So I'm at rehab. <laughs> I'm trying to get That's my shit crazy. together. I'm trying to pull my life together and, and start anew. And my ex-fucking-girlfriend gets checked into rehab. Oh my God. What I should have done is go to another rehab. Go to another fucking rehab right <laughs> yeah, the fuck can away. You do that? Can say something. Yeah, well, you're supposed to say, yeah. like, if some if something like that happens, you tell a counselor or something and they figure out a way to 
uh, either partition you or or one person's going to go someplace else right. because you can't really get healthy in that environment. Instead, what I did was I went up to her and I said, don't tell anybody that that we know each other. <laughs> we know each other from somewhere. From, maybe we recognize each other from high school. That's it. And she agreed. And then I started fucking my ex-girlfriend in rehab. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, we did. it help, though? I would, sneak... did, was it like, did it help? Oh, she's, she remained a mess. Uh, I'm fine. I stayed sober. But uh, uh, so I, I won uh, the breakup. But uh, yeah, it was a very destructive thing to do. Like, yeah. like everything they were telling us was one thing and I decided like, you know, oh no. Well, they don't know. They don't know our love, man. They don't know what it's about. And of course, rehab's like summer camp anyway, where it's like everyone's crying in their sweatpants and it's like, yeah. it's like I love everyone in this room, man. Yeah, we're going to be best friends till we're dead. And as soon How as you walk you up, in there for? 30 days. With yeah, where'd you go? Uh, Malvern Rehab in Pennsylvania. No, so I went to Seabrook House in South Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, yeah, it's such a weird, you know, it, rehab is like, the only thing rehab will do for you is immediately stop the bleeding. That's it. It's not like, I, some people I know, I guess they've learned life lessons, but it's not doing the long-term work. There's no way in a 30-day rehab are you going to actually get sober sober. You'll stop drinking, right. and I think that's really important but I don't think it's I don't think it's like you don't you're not going to be a changed guy when you leave rehab. You're going to have 30 days of not drinking and right. it's going to give you a head start so you don't have to worry about it. You when You need get home. to immediately transition into a completely different life as soon as you walk out. the door. Right. But you you're still the same guy, I feel like. Well, sure. You know? Yeah. Well, you need to not fuck your ex-girlfriends. Is, is like the number one thing you should probably do in yeah, rehab. That must have been so hot, though. It was the most unbelievable sex. I mean, it's like the sneaky, if we get caught, everything's over type sex. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Which had to be amazing and and scary at the same time. Yeah, it was horrifying. And of course, but and then you're, you know, your brain's getting reacclimated. And she's still a mess. And she's she's still a mess, and uh, which is a shame. But, uh, Incredible rehab sex. That's like a special kind of sex. <laughs> rehab sex. I feel like everyone kind of falls in love with somebody in rehab, don't you? Yeah. Oh, there was a girl I thought was so cute, and looking back on it, I'm like, oh, she was a bad person. <laughs> like, she was a really bad person. Because she's like, ah, my boyfriend, my fiance keeps sending me these letters telling me how much he loves me. And I'm like, get over it, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, she was like, I, I mean, there's so many fucking... I mean, I, I should do more bits about it. I, I have one. I did, used to do one bit about it, but there's a. I remember, I don't know if I talked about this on podcast, but we had an Easter egg hunt because it was around Easter. And what? And it was for, it wasn't for us. It was for the kids of whoever was in the rehab, Oof, you know? Been to plenty of those. Oh, wow. And it's fucking brutal. And, but then one of the guys, like a 19 year old, is getting sober, just stole the chocolate and ate it. <laughs> and he got kicked out of the rehab because of that. <laughs> I love that guy. Then, like, kicked out because of it? Yeah, he got kicked out, which I was kind of excited about because he kept fucking playing his acoustic guitar uh, everywhere. He's the worst oh, guy in rehab. Yeah, worst guy. guitar guy. And then one of the guys flipped out over it. He goes, there's a fucking Easter egg for the kids. And he started crying. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, hilarious. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, the whole thing was just like, I told this one, they brought us into like a room and played James Taylor until he cried it was like 
It's it's such a fucking and the whole time hey, I'm trying to get back my ex girlfriend. Yeah, hit play. They played like James Taylor's Fire and Rain. Yeah, it was you know, and you think like every oh god, I was such a wreck. And I wish that I had gone in though, and not because my whole purpose of going in was try to win my ex girlfriend back. Um, that's that's the way to get sober. Of course, she showed up. Yeah, (laughs) of course, yeah, yeah. Of course, she started fucking someone. I mean, not immediately, but she started like you know, because I cheated on her. You know what I mean? Of course, she was gonna do that. Um, but uh, she's a nice person. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. uh, Didn't you guys? Did you guys try to date after that? Uh, we pretended like that was going to be a, a thing that happened, but right. I immediately ended up at, um, a, another relative's house, like my cousin's house in a, in a yeah. attic. And it's like, I don't have a job. I don't have, what do you date? We're not going to date. How old were you when this happened? 23. How old are you now? 32. Wow. So you've had a lot of life in the past and you've been sober for how long now? Yeah. Uh, seven years. Wow. That's great, man. Wait, That's no, great. I was 25. However many years... When do you think you started getting sane? Because like, every time I've gotten sober and I've gotten two years, I think a year in, I start to get a little sane. Uh, probably... Well, I mean, for me, it was pretty immediate in terms yeah. of, like... But I wasn't a normal person for probably, like, a year. Yeah. Even now, I'm not a normal person. Now you're not a we're normal not, person. We're not normal we're people. Not normal. I don't know. I hate that when they do that in groups, though, right? Yeah, like, we're alcoholic. Fuck you. Like, people who don't, yeah. like get drunk and vomit over Christmas, don't go through depression and all that shit, and they don't have, like, extraordinary... I hate I hate that about AA. That's my number one thing I hate about AA, is fucking how unique we talk about it. We're like, terminal uniqueness. Well, then stop fucking talking about it. We're at this meeting, and we're thinking about, like, oh, I'm different, I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, no, motherfucker, you're not. Everyone has the same anxiety and depression. You just fucking choose to do it through alcohol. But everyone's like, but I'm an alcoholic, so I thought that way. I'm like, you don't think other people are selfish or have, like, immediate anger or stuff like that? It is fucking mind-blowing right. that the program instills it, it, that into you. <laughs> now, my biggest issue is that we are – same thing is that we're permanently flawed, which is like right. – Where it's like, yeah, listen, you're born a sinner. You're you're broken. Right. Sorry. And then you need to be very sorry about the person yeah. you are forever, which yeah. is uh, – I'm not thrilled with, but yeah, it's the best thing that I can do with myself. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know why I got so angry on that. But you've like turned your uh, I think I was misdirected anger. Um, you've like passionate, Dan. Yeah, you've turned your life. You told me like this story. I don't know if you want to talk about, but. You have you worked at a nursing home right after that? Yeah, this is the fucking greatest story I've ever heard. Yeah, Judd, you want me to tell? Can you story? tell? Is that weird? No, no, I'll do. Rag. I'll do the. I'll do the this, story. So yeah. I, was, I was working. Oh, this Show is. Us to hear it. Oh, this is the biggest mistake of my life thing. But I'm one yeah. of those mistakes. I'm so glad actually happened. I'm working at this nursing home. I fucking hate it. I'm getting and paid. One of the residents is your next girlfriend is... here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I told her, I said, "Bitch, don't tell anyone. <laughs> keep this on the down low. Get my dick then... wet. I can work." <laughs> uh, more... It's impossible not to get your dick wet when the patients are leaking around you. <laughs> oh, oh God, oh, damn sorry. it! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm working at this place. I'm getting paid a minimum wage. It's. Uh, I just moved to Chicago because I'm gonna be a comedian, and uh, I was really excited about that. And. Uh, You're like 24, 25 or something. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've done like two open mics in my life and yeah. I'm like, I'm a comedian. Uh, but so I'm working at the front desk of this nursing home. I fucking hate it. And uh, this woman uh, is coming down in, in a wheelchair. She's coming down the 
the uh, the hallway, and and she looks at me, and I look at her, and I know the look she's gonna she's gonna go for it, and and so I like look down Wait, and my and, and because go, and by go for it she's gonna try to leave the rehab. She's gonna do they, do they have one of those things like is it because she has dementia or she just wants yeah it's because well, we have a dementia ward and um they are usually partitioned but sometimes they can like make it down right, right. Uh, the elevator because people aren't paying attention and, because and everyone at a nursing those, home yeah. is gets paid minimum wage Everybody. like like e like the um everyone who's working with with your grandparents in there is getting paid like $12 an hour so, so no one cares that no much. one really cares they're overworked they're always overpopulated it's a right. fucking nightmare and this is and the there's like a but and I'm sorry too it's like do they do they have one of those things where they set up like a bus station for people because I, I know they do that with some dementia patients well they'll set up like a like a fake bus station really what are you talking about they no they do well I know that they'll set up a fake patients. bus station like they're about to leave and then this way they can go gather them or whatever that's a fucking nightmare. Like a fly sounds... trap. Like an old people fly trap. <laughs> That's oh, God. That is so horrifying. But old people do wander. Wait, what, Sean? Why don't they just buy better locks? Are you lying down? Yeah, I'm lying down, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, uh, so... yeah, I'm, so I'm sorry this podcast has been so stressful on you. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> fucking Christ. Uh... So um so so this woman is is trying to leave, and I I have to go from around the counter, grab her, pull her wheelchair back, and tell her she can't go anywhere. And then yeah. she just sits there. She's just sitting there staring at me. Yeah, yeah. She's saying, "I have to go. My ride is here." She's all fucked up, and and it's like fucking with me because like this is the yeah. last thing I want to be dealing with right now. Um, and so I sit back down, and she's staring at me, and then I look down for two seconds, and she's going again. And she, this time she's almost out the door and I grab her wheelchair and she starts pushing forward on her wheelchair. Like she's going to drag me down the streets of Chicago. And I pull her back and I start screaming at the lady. I go, I'm sorry you live here. I'm sorry this is your life. I'm sorry we're in this situation. But this is not my responsibility. I'm getting paid minimum wage and you're here and you live here and I don't know what to fucking tell you. But this is not my problem. You... You need to figure out where you're like, I, I can't be yeah. responsible for your fucking illness. Yeah. And then I look at her and she's crying. <laughs> and I, I realize like I'm the biggest fucking prick in the world. And so I, I apologize to her and I go over to the nurse's station. I go, this woman's trying to escape. And they, they point to her. They go, you mean her? And I go, yeah. It's, and they said, that's Ethel. She's visiting Meredith in room 204. <laughs> <laughs> so I had retained a woman who didn't live in a nursing home and told an old person the most horrifying thing you could ever tell them visiting I'm sorry you live here this is your home now <laughs> so I, I apologized to her and she gave me a piece of candy <laughs> fucking unbelievable that's the perfect ending to <sighs> That is so great. Yeah. Oh my god. So fucking great. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, uh, let me ask you too. Does this piss you off? It fucking drives me nuts when people on Facebook talk about having like a month sober and how much they've changed and shit. <laughs> that, I want to like grab their laptops and fucking bash it over their head. Uh, like like Dan Aykroyd and Gross Point Blake just electrocute them with the fucking computers. It doesn't Popcorn. bother me that much. I cuz that's yeah. that's when you're excited about being sober. That's when you're super amped 
It's, it's yeah. a month. You feel, you know the distinction between on and off more than when you have 24 hours sober, that is, you are on the precipice of some shit. Once yeah. you have like a year clean, you're a little far away from it. You're a little jaded. Those are the happiest yeah. people. And if they want to celebrate that shit after a month, I mean, what, what I do the kind of annoying thing of like, but I mean, you know, every year I'll like yeah. do like a sanctimonious little Facebook post, but I fucking earned it. Been sober for seven years or whatever. Yeah. But I think for people thirty days sober, that's a that's some big shit. Should I do a sanctimonious Facebook post when I hit my ear? Yeah, you should. <laughs> also, yeah, lets people know that you're sober. You know. Here's the thing: is that like I I've gone out so many fucking times. I don't think I even want to do that. I think of anything I want to do, one of like, like just like there's nothing glorious about this year. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like I yeah. You feel like that? You feel like not? not I like... don't know, man. This year's been fucking crazy. So, I mean, it's been good in a lot of ways. I'm. You You're know... working on a TV show? Yeah, that's good. Doing things? Yeah. yeah. Let's 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 all agree. We all three of us have pretty good lives. Yeah. We're doing everybody fine. but Tom. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Tom has a pretty good life too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chad, I I just made fun of him for it. You tried to say yours was even worse because you like he's like he's got a good life too. No, <laughs> 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 oh, Tom, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> How's Massachusetts? Are you Connecticut? Massachusetts? No, Western Mass, right near Albany, New York. What are you doing up there? L- living mostly. Kind okay, of. it's good. It's beautiful right now. With we we had like some snow last week, and it's still a little chilly, but it's definitely springtime now. So that's good. We're coming. We're coming. It's nice. You should come out visit. <laughs> I'm coming. For, we're leaving right now. It's like yeah. you. It's like you were dating Bill for three years, <laughs> and this is the first conversation you've had with him <laughs> since you broke it up. It is. And that was insane. So, that could, yeah, how, it, how have you, you should come up if you want to. <laughs> Please, You've never met him. Why did you invite him to come up? You don't know if this guy's a fucking psychopath, Tom. <laughs> oh, you know, things are going well. You know, working, just staying busy. <laughs> yeah. He, he knows my friend Alex, and that's that's good enough for me. Uh, I was seeing somebody for a little bit, but no, nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the breakup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Convo. I'm just focusing more on work right now. and just... Yeah, focusing more on work. How are you? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Everything's so sad. <laughs> Bill used to uh, run an awesome show. Uh, you still do. I guess it was in the antique store. That was a cool show. Yeah. That's still going on? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Everything good has ended. Year sober. Who cares? Hey, you I hate Facebook. Thing. Is that still a thing? <laughs> what? No, nothing. Oh. <laughs> Jesus I don't know, Christ. man. How are you? Are you? I'm great. I'm great. So how's this Hollywood? <laughs> what's this Hollywood game night like? Oh, Hollywood game night with Jane Lynch. It's a blast. She's great. We have a lot of fun. We have celebrities come on, play fun games. You know, just a good time all around. NBC's 8 p.m. Tuesdays. Tune in. Check it out. Hey, can you talk about any like celebrities who are shitty or no? No, so can. not. As soon as these yeah. microphones go off, I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but as soon as the microphone's on, they're all great. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone's fantastic and wonderful. But I hear no. Jane Lynch is awesome. No, she's really cool. Yeah. yeah. She's really uh, funny and wonderful and all the things. That... Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 
How's how's your show going? It's great. I mean, Nikki's awesome, and everybody. We just had Benji on, who's a writer for the show, and uh, yeah, I love everybody I work with. I really can't complain. It's uh, it's that's that's the good. You know, if I lose that job, I don't know. You know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is the most depressing episode. We've I ever. know. We're gonna, so We're gonna fake hang ourselves in a closet after this. <laughs> <laughs> If I lose that job, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> hey, man, I heard you uh, you won the lottery. Yeah, I won the lottery, but if I spend all of it, I don't know what I'll do. Oh, God, I got to tell you, the government's going to take That's half true. in taxes. It's just... Jesus. Uh, it just goes back and forth between Sean and a bed. Let me explain. it. There's a camera on us, and we can see where they are. It's either Sean in a bed or Tom on a corn dog, and both of them... <laughs> And they're and they seem way more excited. Uh, how long have you been doing stand up now? That's the luxury of being remote. You get to do whatever you want. That's true. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done on stage? Uh, geez, not. I mean, I don't think I've done anything too. Cra- it's always like you know, first year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say truth, man. I'm gonna <laughs> say some shit. I'll tell you the worst. My first time I ever did stand up was in yeah. Chicago. And I had written out a set. I'd never been to an open mic before. I had only seen Comedy Central. I wrote jokes out that I had just written. I wrote in, I would time the things I was saying, and I wrote in applause breaks into the set I'd written. (laughs) The three jokes I'd written. I I was so convinced, like, these guys don't understand. Like, sure, they're trying out their stuff. I'm going to come in. I'm going to show them what's going on. They're like, Bill, what is this hour-long thing? I go. I bring friends along. They have a video recorder. They're recording the whole thing. Oh, my God. Because I'm going to do such a great job. Because I'm I'm a comedian. Yeah. And they're like all the videos, like all like, yeah, I've been a comedian. Being a comedian is like cool. And it's like, I've never, ever done stand-up before. And so (laughs) I'm standing. I'm waiting. I realize I'm fucking terrified. And then the guy says, Next uh, comic coming to the stage, real funny guy, Bill Dixon. And it's the first time anyone's ever said comedian. It's the first time my name's ever been said over a a PA system. (laughs) I walk out. It's the first time I've ever spoken into a microphone. It's the first time I realize, oh, lights are bright. And I'm staring out into uh, a group of 20 comics, and I forget fucking everything. Everything, <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything. I don't even. I just got, and I get so. It felt like two hours. I was standing up there, and then thirty seconds goes by. I'm just staring out into the empty nothingness, and I, I freak out. I go, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. I start to walk off stage. The comics form a line and go, no, 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 no. This is your first time. You got to go. You got to go. You oh got to go. Oh, God. Who are these comics? They nightmare people. And like it was heckled back onto stage. Oh, my God. The, oh in my, my fucking God. worst nightmare, <laughs> I never thought in a million years that that would happen. And so I, they forced me back up on stage and I start mumbling some nonsense about fucking John McCain and the elect like just like I'm just off the, and I'm going and I'm like leaning on things and I really think and I see lights and I'm going people are taking pictures of me this is so cool and then I get the fuck off stage you got the light two minutes ago and I don't realize that I was getting a light and I got off stage and I didn't do stand up for a year and a half oh my god <laughs> Well, now things are going great. Uh, Bill, that was a great story. You really were a great guest. I do mean that. 
I know that doesn't sound like it. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I'm serious. That's so funny, Dan. When you try to sound sincere, <laughs> you sound so Christ. not sincere. No, I, I know, I know. I think I got a w- emotional wall up. Um, you really do mean it, but then you make it sound like yeah, you're like I, I, it is. Up. It is true. Um, so what do you got coming up, Bill, in a month? <laughs> <laughs> See, Check that, that out was... Hollywood Game Night with Jane Lynch <laughs> on NBC's. Uh, I'm, I'll be doing the Moth in Des Moines on uh, April 13th. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, 21st. 21st? Yeah. Motherfucker, you're good. Yeah. Wait, are you looking at his uh, schedule? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, uh, the 21st I'll be in Des Moines. I don't um, know if this is coming out by then, so it'll be after that. Okay, well then I won't say anything before that either. <laughs> 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 yeah, think about May. This is we got three more episodes until your episode. Oh, I don't, I don't plan out that far ahead. Um, just follow me on Twitter at Bill Dixonish. I post all my show stuff on there. If you're yeah, interested. whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I'm tired of fucking Facebook people. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Sean, you got anything in May? Uh, in May I will be at, in the middle of May. I'll be at Inside Splitters, uh, nice. in, in Tampa, Florida. I'm doing some one-nighters in uh, Minneapolis and um, Bakersfield. Check out my other podcast as well. And uh, Oh, yeah. Check out my album. It's on iTunes. Yeah. I got an album on a special thing records. Tom? Uh, May 11th, doing a show with uh, the great Kevin Meany. Oh, the, nice. Nice. The Colonial oh, nice. Theater in Pittsfield. And I'm at TomDog on Twitter. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. You're great. Thank you for listening to My Dumb Friends Podcast. Here's where you can see our host performing live this week. Sean Donnelly is going to be heading down to Tampa, Florida in a few days. So from May 11th to Sunday, May 15th, he will be at Side Splitters in Tampa. If you're going to be in Tampa or you live in Tampa or you have friends in Tampa, get the word out about Sean Donnelly at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida. For more of his upcoming dates, go to SeanDonnellyComedy.com. Dan St. Germain is performing in and around Los Angeles from the Westside Comedy Theater to Bar Lubitsch and beyond for his specific show locations and times and details. Go to DanStGermain.net. Myself, Thomas Attila Lewis, I get to perform with the incredible Kevin Meany at the Colonial Theater in Pittsfield, Massachusetts on Wednesday, May 11th. So if you happen to be in rural western Massachusetts on a weeknight next week, that's where you should be, damn it. We'd love to get some more ratings and reviews on whatever platform you hear us on, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Please rate and review us. Just a sentence. That's all you need to do. Uh, you can send us a note too. We love getting messages from you on Twitter. We are at Dumb Friends Cast on Twitter or by email at the following address, mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. So write to us. We love it. We have a lot of fun online uh, with that. And, and uh, it's all fodder for upcoming mailbag episodes, which are some of our favorite things to do. So, thanks again. We'll be back next week. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com.
Com by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com. So lift me up. Lift me up. Lift me up. Lift me up.